Before we kick this show off, let's hear a word from our sponsors. Under Pressure Outdoors is brought to you in part by Hasmore Outdoor Products. Hasmore Outdoor Products manufactures quality replacement seats for a multitude of climber brands as well as a host of other products built with the hunter in mind. Take it from us. Your butt will thank you and you'll be able to spend more hours in your stand. Hop over to their website by clicking on the link in the podcast description and order the tree stand trick out kit for your stand today and you'll have everything you need to hunt longer and harder. Make sure you use code UPO15 at checkout to get 15% off your next order. I'm your host, Will Krebs, and this is the Under Pressure Outdoors Podcast. Yeah, but it's, why does Siri know that you get on TikTok? I was going to say poop, that. Huh? Speaking of that, that's a that's a funny story. I went and sat down on the toilet the other day, and I picked up. I set my phone sitting on the uh, sink right next to the toilet, and I grabbed my phone and I picked it up, and it looked down. It was like a, a Siri suggestion. Open this. And when you're in this area, this app is open. It's TikTok. I was like, <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> that's awesome. Siri's like, every time you poop, you're on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Every time you're in the bathroom in your house, and then I'm like, you know what? That tells me that, like, when I look at my location, I get this big blue circle that shows me, like, somewhere near my house. I'm like, that sucker knows what Yeah, you know exactly where I'm at. You know exactly where I'm at. Don't you lie to me. Because, yeah, when you're in this part of your big house. Big brother knows you're pooping. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody, I'm, I'm just going to get a random message one day. Be like, hey, uh, you should see a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've been in there for way too long. Oh, Joke's on you, I'm not pooping. <laughs> I was done pooping 20 minutes ago, yeah. but, you know, I've been TikTok sitting on TikTok, good. so yeah. I hate the fact, like, we were sitting in my house the other night for Abby's birthday. I was sitting there hanging out drinking, my phone's just sitting on the table. My buddy does pools, and he's talking about buying this thing called a dive buddy. It's like 600 bucks. It's like, got a hose so he can stay underwater longer. And it's oh, not like an octopus. Like, yeah, it's not like scuba, but it's just yeah. a little pump. He's sitting there talking about it for about 15 minutes. I go back in the house. I turn my phone on, and it's the first fucking ad is for that thing. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm like, I've never Googled that in my entire yeah. life, but it hurt it. It's listening to you. Yep. I was talking about the transmission. Y'all want to uh, bring Jim in? Yeah, sure. Yeah, bring him right. over the phone. I was talking about the transmission in my truck shifting a little funny. And uh, get on Instagram get on. today. Get on Instagram today, and the first ad's like, is your t- transmission shifting funny? I'm like... You're on. We just we just started sitting down, uh, having a conversation. Cool. So I forgot to call you. Yeah, I know we had talked about it yesterday, but then I completely sorry, Jim. I didn't mean to just forget about you like that. No, man. I I didn't. So there's cicadas in the background. Is that going to come through? I can't. Hear I don't him. hear it. I don't get them. Good. All right. Uh, Listen. It's almost like you haven't been here in weeks. Since because uh, I haven't been there in weeks. Yeah. Since since we're gonna talk about hunt prep and we got the Ducks Unlimited magazine right here in front of us, can we just go ahead and talk about how Ducks Unlimited went ahead and just Screwed, did a complete crap boat. job on building their ultimate duck boat? Yeah. 
Because I saw their post on Instagram. There was not a single positive thing anybody oh, had really? to say about this boat. They're like, you got a 17-foot boat with a 25 on it. I think I it was a little underpowered. Dude, I tell you. And then people were talking about, uh, I forget who makes it. The Fleer? Uh, oh, yeah, they got the Fleer. You got a 25 horse on that thing, and you put a Fleer on it. Well, so my question my question is, is what does the power rating say for that boat? Because I guarantee, Bro, I guarantee it's more reason. than a 25. Yeah. For an 18 foot boat, it's more than a 25. Huh? This thing got wet because it doesn't want to open. I was trying I was to say, mad. did you get a little excited reading that last well, time? Yeah, what I happened? was going to say, evidently William likes the boat. So <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens when you set beers on top of it instead of a coaster. Don't lie. Yeah. Going back to power, my 18 footer, I got a 90 on it. There you go. That's yeah, exactly. 40. They got a 25 yeah. on this thing and they put a fleer on the front of it. So the camera on the front of the boat costs more than the motor. So yeah. my question is, what? and the boat combined. <laughs> Here's my question: What good is a forward-looking infrared, which is what FLIR stands for? Yeah. Yeah. What good does that do you navigating in the dark? Yeah, they got a light um, bar on there too. Like, no, I'm just going to shut my light bar off, and you could probably idle and see with your FLIR, but I wouldn't want to try and run. But yeah. like. I, you know, it does have a use if you're hunting raccoons at night on the water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what a spotlight could, for. If you could move the FLIR around. My only thing it's is, a is war like, eagle. Yeah. Everybody have, on there is like, war eagle? Really? The ultimate duck boat? I have driven under FLIR, and I've driven under some really, really, really expensive FLIR, and that's okay. But at the point that you put that FLIR on the front of that boat, yeah, you, it's be, the reason you have that boat is because you blew all your budget on the Fleer. Yeah, that's why they have a twenty-five <laughs> horse on it. Yeah, that that would yeah. be. They're talking like money. a yeah. You're talking like a thirty to forty thousand dollar camera, but even then, you, we, we're driving under that. You're only doing ten or fifteen miles an hour. Yeah, but well, I guess what do you got to do to get the boat? Uh, I don't think they're giving it away. I think they just built it. I don't see anything about a giveaway for it. Oh, like it's an example of what we should all aspire to? Yes, I, I guess. Exactly, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I don't know. I like the old slow drive. Yeah, and a lot of people were like, really? You put an outboard on the ultimate duck boat? Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I guess the 25 is great because that'll keep you from going too fast to outrun your FLIR. Yeah. yeah. Uh. <laughs> there you go. But a war eagle, man, I mean, they'll they'll yammer hammer past that sucker. They'll they'll nine nine. That's the, right. They'll the, nine nine. It could. Yeah. <laughs> the old twelve foot with a nine nine probably run circles around that boat. Yeah. And on so top three that, uh thirty five hundred dollars. Yeah, that, that thing is that's on the front. Absolute garbage. Yeah. Yeah, but they want for that Merc. No, they put on their Mercury. That's a Yamaha. They, oh, they at least they, went right they, there. They went. They got a Yamaha at least. Yeah. $3,500 FLIR camera is okay for stationary things like hunting pigs. I lo- Hold on. I just want to point out here. I don't know if nobody can see this, but <clears throat> they have the FLIR camera on, uh-huh. right? What is in the background of that? Is it sitting it, on the trailer? It is, it is in, in the day. In the daylight. Yeah. They're using their thermal imaging camera. During the day, 
Yeah, see, I don't understand what what the. <laughs> there's just and the only reason that that cheap camera is not good for driving with is there's not enough definition. That's not exactly a cheap camera. Maybe for FLIR it's cheap. For infrared, that's that's cheap. for infrared that's cheap for sure. Yeah, but it's not exactly cheap. You know why 30. infrared is so expensive? Why? The in order to see infrared because in, infrared cannot see through glass or water. It says it's a FLIR thermal camera. That's forward-looking infrared. It's it's thermal. Yeah, yeah. FLIR is thermal. Um, it. They can't see through glass or water, right? Because heat reflects off glass off of that. and yeah. water. So in the front of a, a, a FLIR optic is gypsum. Mm. That's what makes it cost too dang much. I see. That's so would why, it mean that a cheaper one has less gypsum? Yeah. Well, if you look at like um, the or infrared scope, the, the thermal scopes that the military uses, the front of that sucker will be like three inches around. And they're like twenty thousand dollars. If you look at one you buy in the civilian market, that sucker's like an inch and a quarter across. They like this or, one, or three quarters of an inch. Yeah, they're tiny <laughs> because that gypsum is expensive. <laughs> yeah, but oh. that's what well, makes them so expensive. Love you to death, Ducks Unlimited, but you did a terrible job. Terrible job on your on the ultimate duck, duck boat. Yeah. What about that killer light job? Oh, you looking at it now? Yeah, they got yeah. some sick green lights on it, bro. <laughs> Yeah. Bring the bait right to the boat. I, I don't know if I would have went with green. That's for... Uh, no, I won't say it. I, no. I would have maybe gone with either... If I was going to go color, I'd have gone red. Or just a plain white light. Especially for throwing out decoys, why not just have white light? That's for, when you, that's for when you park it in the, the front of your frat house after your duck hunt. Oh, yeah. The green light? Yeah. yeah. So, what if we strip off Strip off the 25, throw a mud motor on there. Pull the green lights the off and take the FLIR off. It's probably a, a pretty good boat. Yeah. All right. Well, it's on there. I mean, it's a little kooks, but it, it it may not be entirely useless. I'm saying pull the FLIR off and just give me a good chart plotter. Yeah. Yeah. Because once I run it once during the day, I won't even... I'll use a chart plotter. I ain't even got to turn a, a light bar on. I'll just... I mean, probably safe to use it, but so so here's the thing: the decking isn't bad. No, 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 no. the decking looks nice. The hull itself's probably pretty decent. Technically, those war eagles are pretty tough boats. Yeah, technically, you're not supposed to run in the dark with a light bar on. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Coast Guard will get you. I know that. Yeah, it is illegal. Uh, But if you're in the timber, it's probably probably a good idea. Uh, Yeah, advised. Yeah, uh, it's commonplace to do so. Yeah, I think they'd have been better off instead of the FLIR putting one of those little uh, go lights on there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or uh, stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a go light would maybe been nice. more lights. And I, like I told Briar, I said I've seen uh, some of the even the nicer boats rather than these stupid because they're what they say the green lights are for when you're throwing out decoys. You can see. I've seen people just stick like. Nice boats. I've seen prodigies with them. Flush mount pods right inside the boat. You yeah. just put a flood, a flush mount flood, or you could, if you're going to put four, you put, you know, flood, spot, flood, and then you flip them on it. You can, golly, you can see way further. Because I don't so ever do you, throw my decoys close enough to the boat to see with the green light. I can, but I I'm, I'm, can't throw. So, Do you know the purpose of using red at night versus white? 
Yeah. Why is that? It, red doesn't dilate your pupils. Say so red is the lowest visible yeah. spectrum. That's also light. green, yeah. though. Doesn't, not doesn't red. Kill I know. your night vision. Yeah, like the interior vision. lights would have definitely. But been you red. could buy like red LED flash mounts. Yeah, these stupid or, these stupid see, little rope lights it, on the outside. Don't if do I were to do it, I wouldn't even get just a single color. I'd go RGBW. That way, you can go Change. whatever color you want. Yeah. Oh, and then you can uh, throw a go disco. White, you throw a disco cool. show. Oh, yeah. absolutely. You'd be cool if you want to and flip on the blue lights yeah. or whatever. I'm an LED green. freak, though. I got I probably wouldn't everything. flip on the blue lights. That's a good way to get yeah. a ticket. But, but. but could you? But at that, even doing that though, you if you operated them independently, then when you ran your light, the reason they don't want you to run a, a light bar in the dark is because it overpowers your red green. Red green. Oh, you could do the same thing and right. just run you those as red green. The whole yeah. side of the yep. dang boat. No, oh, yeah. remember those this red greens I used I'm to going. have on my old duck boat? There wasn't no overpowering those things. Yeah, I still have some in the garage over here. I still have like. Actually, I have them. I have them mounted on the nose of the John boat. Yeah, I still have like twenty of them in my shed. Yeah, those things are stupid bright. I didn't even need a light bar. I had three greens and three reds. I could flip my green and red on, and I could see in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to say one thing in defense of Ducks Unlimited <clears throat> and the green lights and all the other stuff is that coming back from a mud run, assuming that you swapped out the 25 horse, you know dang well after being lubed up a little bit. You'd have your radio blaring, your oh, lights yeah. on, yeah, cruising down the river, yeah. blasting away with some of your free. You know, there's two cases of black cloud ammo. Yeah, I mean, if I, that if, on the boat too. So obviously, if I have the green lights, I'm blasting Luke Bryan and <laughs> <laughs> Florida Georgia Line. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> drinking drinking out of your ice cold beer. Yeah, Jacob. Drinking, drinking my uh, white claw. Yeah, drinking my white claw. <laughs> Ain't no law when you're drinking the claw. <laughs> oh, I, I, I honestly feel like they, they really uh, overshot what the ultimate duck boat is. Undershot, overshot. Because the ultimate duck boat, the ultimate hunting rig. Period is. Really, a no frills, tough as nails. It's something able I'm, gonna, to I'm gonna beat the beat ever loving crap out of, out of it. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you look at that. Is there a winch on that boat? No. Yeah, yeah. That's that's one of those things. That I think, like, man, if I get myself stuck. But so you got to think too that the the organization is uh, they're appealing more to a society that we have now rather than uh, what well, you're hardcore like your average hunters your real hunters i would they, they they tried to make that a boat that boat to appeal to as many people as possible yeah but like i i think i agree they overshot it one they put the FLIR on there and they put i think the southern light led i read yeah that they got on there that's like a three thousand dollar <laughs> light system <laughs> you know I mean, you throw a light bar on the front, and you got obviously your nav bar, your nav lights. If you want to get real fancy, like Jordan said, throw some pods and maybe some interior lights. Yeah, interior lights are nice. That's one thing where they oh no, they got some. Yeah, they have, but they're green. Yeah. So I like use I said, red on the interior. It, the interior lights should have been red because you can flip them on while you're running, and somebody can be you know grab something or whatever you need, or you can see in the bottom of the boat. And you don't ruin your night vision if you're at night. Things like that. 
Well, I'll tell you this. If you're flipping lights on <laughs> and it's not dark outside, <laughs> yeah. uh, you might want to put the white claw down. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I got blue and white on separate switches on mine, on my boat. But I'm not doing anything like they're doing. So I've got uh, my red and green lights that I have on the front of my boat. I duct tape them to a 9-volt battery and take off. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That's like it works. Super high speed. <laughs> it works. Save on weight. Literally just a little like <laughs> positive negative nine volt. And it, I mean it runs those little LEDs just fine. <clears throat> but yeah, testing with a you can, I mean I've tested them with a triple A, held the positive uh-huh. negative in a triple A and it lights up just fine. But Yeah, that's what, one and a half volts? Yeah, it's something AAA. like that. Yeah. But I tell you, uh something that saved us one morning going hunting, Jordan, we went out on a lake i actually did something right for once no you didn't save us your your boat in typical fashion something wasn't working your red and greens weren't working no 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 no. my red and greens were working it was my anchor light that wasn't working no this is this is a different time it's me you dad oh yeah you guys red and greens weren't working yeah but i had battery powered basically they're battery powered glow sticks and I had I carry in my blind bag red, green, and white, for the specific reason that if that craps out, I've got red, green, and white. And I sat on the front of the boat with red and green on the correct <laughs> side, and just taped to my chest, just sitting in a chair. Now they're there, like they should be displayed. Yes, <laughs> it works. Yeah, that was that was my old red and green. There's not a light bar on there. Jesus. There's that's in dark. There's no that's headlights nice. pointing towards it or anything. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I had Corey Boyce sitting on the front of my. No, maybe it wasn't Corey. One of the boys, one of the boys, lad sitting in the front of my boat one time with a red light in one hand, and their cell phone turned to a green screen on the other, so they could get back. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, the, I might have had Jordan do the same thing once. I can't remember. <laughs> I don't no. doubt when when we were running those uh, limb lines. Might have been. Did you, yeah, to have you do that then? Did yeah. I have you run <laughs> cell phone, green screen? Yeah. Now, now, I'll tell you this. Uh, Jordan's white light, his plug took a crap, and I didn't feel like fixing I it. I still haven't fixed it. Yeah, it works, though. I does. So we went oh, to, yeah. was it me and you? Me and, yeah, me and me Briar and you did it. went to the auto parts store and bought a, a white uh, oh, no, LED no, no, flashlight. I went to Academy, and I bought like a whole pack of them, and I had like some laying around or something, didn't I? Something like that. The rest anyway, of the it pack runs on two AAAs, right? And we took a drill bit and hollowed out the bottom of the white light and then shoved that flashlight in there. And then you just stick the white light pole down where it goes, pull the light out, click it on, and stick it back down inside there. Nice. It just yep. rides. <laughs> <laughs> Fixed it. Ride out. That's the ultimate duck boat, because I don't give a darn about it. That is a hashtag legal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. So, what realistically, what would what would the under pressure outdoors ultimate duck boat look like? I don't think we have gator tracks. Yeah, or, like, I'd probably have. Uh, honestly, I'd tell you, I'd probably have at least a seventeen fifty. With the hunt, I would prefer a gator tracks just because that's the way I like them. A hunt deck. Uh, I really I don't. Deck. Yeah, definitely a hunt deck. Um, Briar's a pro job guy, but I'd probably throw a gator tail or a mud buddy on it. I don't know. I might. Uh, I might compromise with a gator tail. And then uh, a winch. Gotta have a winch. And just a nice blind. Good, some good light bars on the front and some yeah. lights inside. I we, mean, I'm not trying well, to do anything fancy because give all that. Tank. 
give you all that, like Briar said, a big teal tank. The Scorpion uh, winch winch point. Uh, I think it's called a Scorpion. Scorpion or a Stinger. It's it's a winch point you can go out and bury in the mud or sand. Yeah. And it spreads out. Oh, yeah, out. good. Yeah, you'd want a good winch point. And you point. can, you can yeah. create a, a winch point in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then just cause the way I drive, I definitely, I've, I've been stuck, but on top of that, it's not a bad thing to carry a block and tackle. Yeah. yeah. Because that block and tackle have two parts of line, right? A little create a hot, a lot more pulling power out of that little yeah. win, out of a winch. But as much as I like, I like my boat cause it's long and skinny makes it faster. Uh, it's a little easier to hide sometimes, but those wider boats definitely are nice when it comes to packing movable, people yeah packing movable people pulling platform on there. if we're talking about a duck boat i don't need a pulling platform or is this just, okay but the if reason, you're going ultimate wouldn't it be multi like multi-use versatile for yeah, i mean i guess if i'm gonna go cast so, and blast that's true yeah. why not then then why not go with something like the beaver tail skiff those are nasty boats you're right yeah right it's a it's a kevlar hold uh skiff that you you run a mud motor on the back it has a, a dang boat, a, removable a bow fishing, platform. a removable <laughs> pulling platform, a removable bow fishing deck, the lights for like a, a light bar that hides down in the front deck. It is literally a, a blind green. that fits into the entire thing. It is literally the ultimate compromise between being able to flats fish all summer, flats fish and bow fish all summer, and then duck hunt all through the fall and winter. Yeah, it's also got going. a it's also got a quick release type deal on a transom where you can swap out easily swap out between a uh like a mud motor and a regular tiller handle outboard that's cool they're they're pretty wicked those those beaver tail uh what are they called beaver beaver tail skiffs it might be the phantom no it's not the phantom something else but it's only 16 feet long regardless it's fairly wide and it has four places for seats but it has blinds that are designed to attach to they also don't make them anymore but what Mm-hmm. God, no, that's terrible. Great. You know, one thing we haven't talked about is um, oh, oh, one more honest thing to God okay. gun box. Yes, yeah. that, that's oh. what I was going to include. It's got to have plenty of storage space, lots of storage space. Oh, maybe they do. And dry. Yes. Like where you throw your gun in there and, you know, it's not syrupy. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, this, I've seen gun boxes. I'm going to put my gun in there. You know, <laughs> I just I just drilled just hole, I just it. drilled holes in the bottom of mine. Put up, you know, it, it definitely have an EFI motor, like a forty EFI. Yeah. The only thing that's nice when it comes to a uh, carbureted motor is that if I if I break down or have a fuel issue in the middle of nowhere, I could probably get a carburetor back. Yeah. If you got a fuel issue on an EFI, you're you're chasing wires. Yeah, I can understand that, but on the same hand, how often do you have a fuel issue with an EFI versus a carburetor? Run a stock motor for crying out loud. Mine? I right. hardly ever have a carburetor problem with mine. Never. I feel like, like that was very directed at Jordan. Knock oh. on wood. Hundred percent. One hundred percent. Uh I I had that the first time I ever took Jordan's boat duck hunting. I was like, I'm going to be smarter than this idiot, and I'm going to start it the night before, and it's going to be great. Fired it up the night before. Took it up to racetrack, put gas in it. Fired it up at the gas station. Fired up. Did we fire it up? We did. At, at, before we put it in the water, too? 
we no like like when we got there we fired it up or something i thought i don't remember no we fired it up that morning on the way there yeah didn't fire it up at the ramp sat at the ramp for three hours just talking with people at the ramp because we were there butt crack of dawn yeah and there was what one guy in front of us yeah something like that and then uh time comes to launch put the boat i'm like all right let me fire it up turn the key nothing I'm like I just started this motor. <laughs> the dang thing, the the battery terminals vibrated themselves loose coming nice. down the dirt road to the boat ramp. So we had to get out of the way of the ramp. I'm over there messing with it, thinking I'm just we're just our, our morning hunt screwed. Yeah. Finally started messing with it, realized they're loose, tightened it down and fired it up and was able to get out there and hunt out of it. <laughs> but if it ain't one thing, it's another with Jordan's boat. I don't think I've ever no. heard him say that it was ready or yeah. good. We had listen, it's always we, something. We, she she did us Never. just fine all last season. It was mid summer when she took a dump. Oh, she oh, but that was my right. charge. It did it didn't break down. No, on it the didn't. Teal hunt. It didn't break when down. Had to, when it Briar did. had to yeah. pull us it back. It didn't break down. I just uh, had happened to forget to charge the battery. Okay, that wasn't the motor. That was the battery. You, you made but, it there, and you had to get pulled back. You broke down. Buddy. Mind you, we made it part of the way there. Oh, that's stopped. Right. The motor shut off because it was idling. We couldn't start. So we hunted in the wide open. I still killed a uh, teal, didn't I? Water whacked the crap out of it. It doesn't matter. 40 yards, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) I killed it. Oh, yeah. That was the the weekend Briar had to come bail us out. Yeah. Yeah. It's a beaver tail predator. There you go. Beaver tail predator. So I've got a buddy. I've got a buddy we've talked about on the podcast a couple times. He's never been on. But I'm not going to use his name because it's going to embarrass him. He's got a boat that every time, almost every time we go out, it's I, I just know we're not going because either the power steering craps out or his battery doesn't work or he'll go plug the battery in and we're going to go out the next day. And then it turns out that he forgot to check the outlet that he plugged the battery into to find out the outlet was bad. Oh, <laughs> but man. the coup de gras, the coup de gras, this poor fellow, man, I kid you not. He fell out of his boat, missed the water, separated his bicep from the bone, oh, so it rolled up into his tough. shoulder, and then finally fell into the water. <laughs> I'm like, I, I, I love this guy. He's a great human being. I'm just realizing that he, he's, he should be ground-bound. Water, aquatic sports... They're just not for him, man. He's just not a boat operator. So before we get any further, because I actually, we missed this last week, and I realized that when I was editing the episode, I didn't introduce everybody. Oh, Jeez. Man. That's the first time in a while I forgot to do that. But I'm your host, Will Krebs. I got yeah. Jordan with me. I'm Jordan. I'm here for it. Let's I got it. Briar. Hi, y'all. We got Jim from way up in the panhandle somewhere yeah. of Florida. I'm debating. Cape Sand Blast. And then we got uh, Justin. What's going on? Justin's a longtime listener and always at I, the events. A small yeah, Justin, I think Justin's <clears throat> by now we can call him a friend of the podcast. Oh, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> I've graduated. Yeah. Uh, but I, I guess the first time we ever really ran into you was that first small game hunt we did at yeah. Seminole Forest, right? Yeah. Uh, matter of fact, Briar's the reason I'm, I even found out about y'all. Yeah. I had reached out on one of the hunting for uh, hunting groups and Briar messaged me and was like, Hey, go check out under pressure outdoors and got on there, started talking to you guys, went out to the events and 
been doing ever since. Yeah, a couple crawfish and a pig roast, a couple crawfish bowls, pig yeah. roast, small game hunts later, and, and here you are. Yeah. yeah. I haven't missed many we of went, We went duck hunting one morning. Yeah, yeah we did. Oh, yeah. We actually right. shot a duck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you did you, uh, did you? you come to all the small game hunts last year? Like Charles Bronson? Yep. And I was at Charles Bronson. I was a little late for Charles Bronson. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, that's right. That's right. I was, I was like, a little I behind. I don't remember I was about 30 minutes behind. You guys you got your into the woods, car, right? didn't you? No, my because my truck had broken down before my citrus hunt last year, and uh, so I was in the freaking Kia Optima yeah. running through. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. So, what hunts you got this year so far, dude? I ha- I drew so heavy. I've got uh, Rock Springs run. I've got muzzleloader and archery. I've got Seminole um, archery. I've got citrus for general gun. And then I got my Lake Jessup uh, gator tags. Um, there's something else I'm missing. I don't remember. So uh, if you if you got a guest you want to take on that Rock Springs hunt, absolutely. Uh, don't take Jim. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which which one did you get? Rock Springs. Uh, I got Rock Springs for uh, muzzle and archery. Shoot, I'll be there with you on both of them. You got doe. You got doe tags. Yeah. You I got do. do I got doe tags for Seminole for archery. You got Seminole Forest I got for Seminole archery? Forest for archery with doe tags. Oh, boy. You oh, are... and then I got uh, Lake Tracy unit for hog. That was the other one. I, I do, got. too. Fine. Well, what's your dates on Lake Tracy? Uh, let me look at it. Because we may be there at the same time. I, I've been looking at that uh, pretty heavy, and I'm, I'm looking forward to getting out there. Um, But, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't think I've ever set foot on Lake Tracy unit. I haven't either. Mm. I've never it's, been out there. It's out towards Paisley. It's quite a ways away from Seminole Force itself. I got 1216 through 1218. I don't guess anybody's yeah. turned tags back in. because. Yeah, no, I keep checking that. I just picked I up the Rock Springs uh, archery hunt on Leftovers. Yeah. I just picked that up the other day on Leftovers. Yeah, I don't. Looking. All they got now is Grove Park, Flint Rock. Uh, what's that? Pipeline? No, General Gun, Phase 3, Leftovers. Oh, yeah, and then I got Ocala Pipeline, but that's just you apply for it and get it. Yeah, yeah. Much. I got that one too. <laughs> so I had it last year too, and I never even went up there. What'd you have for Lake Tracy? What dates? Uh, Lake Tracy was the 16th through the 18th of December, I think. Oh, I got the 9th to the 11th, so I have the first hunt. You got the second hunt. Gotcha. Um, but I've got uh, I drew three lakes muzzleloader on a redraw, um, the pipeline unit, wild hog, and Lake Tracy. I've got Rock Springs for general gun, and um. I got phase one of archery, son. I've got uh, Ocala Church Lake unit for general gun as well. So that's going to be a good one. Yeah, my archery for uh, Rock Springs and Seminole actually overlap. Is your what's is it phase one or for your Rock Springs? I think so. Do you have so uh, go out there and scout together? Oh yeah, let's do it. Do you have doe tags for both? No, I just have it for Seminole as far as I'm aware. I would if if, if you can't hunt both, I'd return the one you don't have doe tags for. Yeah, I'm, I already know where I'm going in Seminole, so I'm good there. I need yeah. to scout Rock Springs. I got a spot in Rock Springs, kill does. Yeah. <laughs> but, Jordan, did you ever draw those tags? No, I didn't either. Hmm. So we'll have to wait and see. I think, from what, I think from what Zach was saying this year at Seminole, because they changed a bunch of stuff up, everybody at Seminole gets doe tags. Jim? Sweet. 
that's I'd that's as far as that's that's what Zach said, and he works for FWC right there at the check station. So yeah. I'll, I'll double check with him, but because Jim has Seminole for General Gun. Yep, and uh, hogs <laughs> are legal this year at Seminole as well. Yeah, was I saying there? Are they? I was telling them last game? time. I think they're legal yeah, during small game too. Legal during small game, yeah. Yeah. Five years it took me to get that tag. It's about. I, I'm going to suggest that I was just blessed. It was my turn to get that tag, and that's the reason they've opened it all up. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Jim's coming home with yeah. some meat. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to this year. It's going to be a freaking packed year for the oh Unpressure Outdoors gosh, crew. dude. It's a good thing we didn't get a Y'all going all over the state deer hunting. And I'm gonna... All over the state, son. We're going all over the United States. Well, no, I mean. I said for deer hunting. There's actually, like, I, I at, at this point, it looks like deer hunting is almost taking a back seat this season. Uh, we've got a few deer hunts, but good lord, we've got duck hunts all over the United States. Three, hopefully four states, if we get where we drew in Georgia. Um, and then, uh, I mean, we're going from we we've got a duck hunt in Texas. Where at in Texas are we going, Jim? Um, we're going to be out two hours north, uh, northwest of Dallas, and about one hour southeast of Amarillo. So was it Abilene or? Man, it's just kind of middle of nowhere. <laughs> middle of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. They dropped a pin on it, but you know, there's always small towns out there, but I, I can't yeah. remember the any of them. But it's pintail and widgeon heaven. So we're gonna go shoot some That's what I said. I said I'm 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 saving my one pintail. I'm I'm gonna use my eyeballs like a son of a gun and try to shoot me a sprig. I won't just well, to see three I'll, days. You can shoot one a day, a right? Sprig. Yeah, more, more you, you shoot one a day, so right. you could come back with multiple. Yeah, it depends on what your yearly, your aggregate total aggregate yeah. is. I haven't looked into that, but we're going to North Carolina too to hunt sea ducks. South Carolina, is it South? Yeah, I thought his, his is that uh, a for sure. His season thing said North. He he definitely invited us up there to come up there and hundred percent. Yeah, he was asking me about it today, and he said uh, he asked me for my address. And then uh, said he's going to send me, uh, he's going to make us a duck call, because he makes duck calls as well. And uh, he's going to send us some hats. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we go hunt sea ducks in South Carolina, uh, puddle ducks in Texas, uh, an assortment of flying ducks in Georgia, ducks here in Florida, deer in Florida, hopefully get up to Alabama to hunt some deer uh, at some point this year. And probably Georgia to hunt a little bit of deer. We're all over the place, dude. I, I just got a I just got an open invitation for us to go up to um, Michigan when we have the chance and hunt deer or bear on an eighty acre piece of private land. Damn. Uh, deer, bear, or turkeys. We're at North Michigan. Carolina. Not in the UP, but northern Michigan. Okay, so up where my where I'm from. I guess that's, so. that's my area. I was, I was wondering. I'm like, we might have a free place place to stay, but uh, not not that far north. No, that's that's my neck of the woods up there, Alpena. We're all the way up at the top of the state. Yeah. Well, this is not this is not UP. No, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not either. We're still on still on the mitten. Did they call it the mitten? Yep. They yeah. said it was the northwestern. That's, a, that's how you always. It's like we're from right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As he holds up his fan and uh, hand and points to the tip yep, of his index it. finger. That's what we do. Uh, he he said like northwest Michigan. Somewhere, oh, okay. Somebody was telling me, yeah, it so. should be the other side, but yeah, it's it's awesome up there. 
Yeah. Hopefully, we're still gonna do some talking. Hopefully, maybe Ohio. Yeah, I don't know that we're gonna get Ohio. We're def- we're not. I told him today. I said I, I don't think we're gonna make Michigan this year. But matter of fact, if, if you guys there, got uh, Bow Hunter Magazine, the spread that's in there right now is by uh, Jim Bouchard. That's my cousin. No and kidding. He's, it's his uh, fifth or sixth write up, and this is his first cover story about a deer he got last year. Big old, big old body deer in Michigan. Cool. Yep. yep. Nice. I have to look that hey, up. Hey, where are we applying in Georgia for waterfall? And then what? You just got to do the out of state permit? Yeah, you can get like it. What, what did we pay last year to go up there for like Appreciate two it. days? 30 bucks. Yeah, it was cheap. Oh, for, that's not bad. And you, you can get a one day. The hunt's a one, it's a one day hunt, it's like a morning hunt. And so you go, you go, um, they, the permit holder puts their, like the name on a paper and they basically put your name in a hat. You draw a number and that's what impoundment you go hunt. Then Your, everybody loads on a trailer. They take you out there. They, um, go, all right, this is your impoundment. You jump in a little John boat, throw all your gear in there, jump in a John boat, find your little spot in that, in, uh, in the impoundment hunt right there. Generally nice. speaking. Your non-resident hunting licenses for ducks is generally pretty cheap. I don't know what it looks like in states like Arkansas, where that is a big thing to go do that, because I've never priced that out. But in places where your main hunting, um, your main thing you hunt is is big game, when you want to go hunt ducks, it's, it's fairly cheap. And if you have a duck stamp down here, you obviously don't have to buy one there. Right. Uh, some states like Georgia require you to have a state waterfowl stamp, which is like five dollars. Yeah, it's cheap. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> Regardless, it's it's pretty cheap to do the uh, the just waterfowl only up there. Where we're going in Georgia, not like it's a secret, but it's only like a t- three hour drive. Let me tell maybe, you, if you're listening to this and you and apply and you get it, I I better get an invite as one of your guests. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a two and a, it's it's. 45 minutes to an hour north of Jackson. It's not even an hour north. Just 45 minutes north of Jacksonville. Oh, that's not bad. No. Yeah. Literally right across the state line on 95. So it you can literally drive down 95 and see the impoundments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they haul, oh, wow. you, they haul you under 95 on a trailer. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. But I, you know, so when I lived up there, I would run. I lived 10 minutes from the Altamaha River. Um, and I'd run my John boat up and down the Altamaha River all the time. And the Altamaha River is a, it's all the rivers in the area I lived in were affected by the tide. And I was way, well, I say way inland, 12 miles straight line distance inland, but it took me an hour to get to the beach because it was just, the roads did not lead directly to the beach. Right. The closest beach I had, if you wanted to count, like, I guess hmm, the closest beach I had was probably Hilton Head, South Carolina. Oh, okay. Uh, if I wanted to stay in Georgia, we were going to Tybee Island. Yeah. So that was about an hour. But I had to drive through Savannah five minutes from Hilton Head in order to get to Tybee Island. But the Altamaha River, you get big tide swings. So you'll go out and always try to run it going out at low tide because a lot of those rivers dry up. Well, their fingers. You run it at low tide because they used to have, they used to run a lot of timber and pine, tar uh, was a big thing back in the day. So there are barge docks 
that used to exist at low tide, you can see the pilings. At high tide, they're four inches under the water. Ooh. And none of them are marked. Lovely. Yeah. So it's a good thing to know where they're at. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, I was running the Altamaha River one day, got off on a back canal and found a John boat turned upside down, just tip of it sticking out of the water. I was like, oh, sweet. It's been nice if you had a big enough boat to haul it back with you. Yeah, it yeah. was probably like a 14-foot V-hole, 14 or 16-foot V-hole. Oh, man. But I'd imagine it probably got loose from somebody's dock and just floated down through there. But those rivers are crazy. You get wicked sandbars and stuff like that through those rivers, and the tide is really fast. So in Savannah, you have like a nine-foot tide. So I had creeks from down the street from my house, five minutes from my house, that when the tide was out, they were mud. When the tide was in, they were three foot deep. That's nuts. Yeah. And you're fishing in, in brackish water. Right. Five minutes from my house. Yeah. I don't know if we ever got like redfish and stuff up that far, but the water came all the way in there. So interesting. Coastal Georgia is a is a neat place. It is. A very neat place. And then, you know, it wasn't uncommon in the wet year in the wet time of year during duck season and stuff like that. The Altamaha River would come over its banks 14 or 15 feet we, we we've talked about our little wood duck area there that oh yeah so before. we we had a we had a wood duck hole up there that we would put the john boat in the water 400 yards from the edge of the lake when the water was up and we would motor out and you could shoot ducks when i went back when it was dry i had put bright eyes on the trees and i was walk as i was walking in like my third or fourth bright eye was about four feet over my head. William, how far that road that you drive in, how far is that from the river? The road you're driving in? Yeah. I've never driven it all the way to the river. I mean, but like, you know, distance roads here, if you're looking, I assume it's probably west of the road, correct? River is? South. Anyways, the distance between the river and the road. Anyways, point is, roads are good ways from the river. I have a video on my phone of me and Briar and my old GMC. Oh, yeah. With water. Up to the door. Right? Oh, halfway, no, you're, you're, water a was, solid, water, you're a solid mile from yeah. the river. Water yeah. was yeah. halfway up my door. Yeah. Going down <laughs> to get I, back to the back of that WMA to try and hunt a mm-hmm. wood duck hole. It, it was funny because I remember the first time me and AJ hunted it, we were looking at, we only went as far as we felt comfortable going because we knew the hole in front of us was very deep. We'd walked it in waders and AJ was like waist deep and only a quarter of the way across. I was like, man, the only way you're getting, a, or he was chest deep, only a like a third of the way across. And I was like, man, the only way you're getting across that is to have a big old lift Jeep you can throw a John boat on top of and keep on going. First time we go on duck hunt there, we're getting the John boat in the water. Like first time we go there, first thing in the morning, we're getting the John boat in the water and you hear a vehicle come here comes these two dudes a dude in a pickup truck with a john boat pulls up i'm like yeah he's probably gonna hunt where we are soon follows behind him is a dude in a lifted jeep with no top on it they pull that john boat out of the back of that truck throw it on top of the jeep and take off right across that deep hole I was like, <laughs> man <laughs> we, what was well, that's first, hunt prep right there son they were prepared when when i when i hunted in there with you we actually hunted on the road in the water yeah <laughs> We navigated our way so far through the trees off that lake, and we ended up back on the road somewhere in the water. That was a neat place to hunt, and that was one of those places like that. That that spot was feast or famine. Yeah, there was no in between. 
Yeah. You either saw hundreds of wood ducks or you saw none. Yeah. And when you saw hundreds, you saw them, you saw hundreds in a matter of about 15 minutes. And yeah. then it was over. And that was coming steady, too. It was as fast as you could shoot and reload to get a limit. Mm-hmm. And then you were out of ducks. You're shooting passing ducks. They, they didn't want to be where you were at, but they would come through across that river or across that lake eight, ten feet off the water. If you were blinded in good, they'd come right in your face. Yep. And then in the evenings, you could sit on the other side, and they'd come back from the other direction going back to the roost. <clears throat> we weren't on the roost. We were a ways from the roost, but we were in that flight path wherever the heck they wanted to go. Mm-hmm. And it was just loaded down with ducks. Well, we're... 47 minutes in we're talking hunt prep this week yeah Yeah. we're just bsing about hunting right now but hunt prep man i feel like i have to totally re-gear myself this year because i i'm so used to uh, to hunting on a lease that i just i guess lease hunting stuff can work the same but if if i'm gonna hunt as much public land as we're gonna i want to stay as light as possible so i'm trying to re-gear and get even lighter than because, you know, I can carry a heavy backpack, you know, ride a ranger however far, pull it out of the ranger and go there. But I have to do quite a bit of walking this year and actual yeah. scouting, man. <laughs> yeah, we got to get out and get some boots on the ground. I know you and I both have Rock Springs and I've got Church Lake and I've got some ideas of how I want to get into Church Lake, some of those far back areas. But we'll see how that goes. Yeah. It's going to be it's going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's gonna be a fun season because, like I, I've I've said several times that uh, just that that uh, Tennessee hunt that we did last year was so completely different for me because I'd never, yeah, you know, I'd always hunted at least my whole life. We show up to Tennessee and it's like we weren't able to scout, which wasn't the plan. We were supposed to be able to scout. We weren't able to scout, so we were just kind of you walk in blind, look around, you know, look for acorns, whatever, hope hope you're in a good spot look for sign and i actually found a good spot and uh i put aj in it and he missed a missed a deer (laughs) (laughs) now but but two up there the deer uses the terrain very different than what you're accustomed to yeah Yeah. which was fun though because i mean if you pay close enough attention to sign you can tell how the deer use the terrain right and that's where i found that good spot with aj because it was a it was a draw on either side. It was a nice tall ridge, but it was just real flat. And you could tell up and down that they were walking up and down that thing, or they were walking down either side of it. Yeah. They crossing don't crossing it. it. It seems like a lot of time in, <clears throat> in Georgia, when you find that bottom, those deer will travel the bottom, but up there in Tennessee, you have so many bottoms and ridges and fingers and everything. They kind of travel, um, about two thirds of the way up the hill. And they'll go down into the bottoms to feed, but a lot of their traveling is done on that hillside. And it's a it's a very different thing. I mean, we saw it a lot when we hunted uh, in the state forest, yeah. how the deer move through there a lot different. And you, you would occasionally see a deer where a deer would cross back and forth across the hilltop, but they're instead of using that open area, uh, like pre-made road trail on the top. They don't use that area up there. They use, they skirt the edge, cross, yep. and then skirt the edge again. Mm-hmm. And then they move use that to move back and forth between all the small uh, cow pastures and ag- little agriculture fields and gardens and whatnot along the outside of the, the state forest. Hmm. I'd like to go back there again at some point. It's pretty there. Yeah. 
I would like to go back there and like me and you have talked about, just set the trucks up to camp there. Strictly mm. hunt in state forest. Yeah. Yeah. Stay there, not rent a cabin. You just stay in the state forest. Well, we didn't hardly see anybody. Exactly. It's uh, at least during the week. We got into, what, was, what day did we see that other truck there? What day of the week was that? Friday, maybe? Saturday? It was getting down towards the end of the week when people yeah. wouldn't have been working. When we saw another truck there. Other than that, we had locals that lived on the outside would like walk in the roads and stuff for exercise. Yeah. But other than that, see anybody. It's quiet in there. And in the past, when I've hunted there, even on the weekends, it's not super busy. It's not like when you run up the street from here and go hunt in the Ocala National yeah. Forest. And Willie saw such a small section of it, too. Right. Hmm. But it's definitely keeping kind of like that in mind, all the walking that I had to do there and knowing that I'm going to have to walk here, especially bow season. Yeah. I'm really trying to prep up and, and get light. You're talking about that, and I'm adding to my boat. Put a fuel tank, got a 15 gallon yeah. fuel tank, new exhaust. You're looking Think. more towards gator duck. and duck season, yeah. yeah, than you are towards deer season. Shoot, this will be the first <clears throat> season that I don't have to build a new blind for my boat. <laughs> <laughs> I built a good enough one last season to last me a few seasons. So, yeah, I didn't you know change the oil to getting the boat ready. Is she gonna be running? How big a tank do you have in that boat now? 15 gallons. Is that the whole like front deck area pretty much? No. Not quite. It's 20 by 20 by 9, roughly. Did you buy that tank or did you make it? I made it. Would you make it out of aluminum? Yep, aluminum diamond plate. Very nice. Justin, what was that thing uh, that you were building in the back of your... Your truck last season, you got it in there now? Yeah, it's in there now. I did a uh, little storage box in the back that goes just just below the barn doors. Yeah. Okay. And so so I on, still have set set the the real scene here. Explain what you're driving <clears throat> as a you, you say truck. <laughs> some people call it a truck. Some yeah. Call so it a, I have an extremely a large SUV, an O5 Ford Excursion. So it's the the biggest thing they put on the road with a six liter bulletproof diesel. I'm about seven hundred horsepower right now. So I have the same bug as Jordan. I can't leave motors alone. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, so um, four by four whole thing. I built a basically like a big bug out box in the back. So the bottom comes out and can be used as a table, but then it's got tool storage and all of that in the bottom. And then I have a whole area for my hunting equipment and all of that. Keep everything hidden. So if the barn doors are closed, all you see is flat bottom. You don't even know what's in there. Right. So deter people from grabbing at it while we're on public land and then you got the the daggum rod holders across the ceiling yep yep i made that at work too yeah i just go in the scrap pile and start looking like oh let me make this yeah (laughs) (laughs) well originally that's what i was i was gonna make my fuel tank out of stainless um elevator door skins oh there you go that's what it was always gonna be and then i ordered a stainless steel filler neck from amazon and it turned out to be aluminum so you had to get aluminum <laughs> actually <laughs> actually technically that diamond plate was ele- going to be elevator parts my cousin got to put in a freight car floor and had some left over <laughs> <laughs> hey 
Son, that's the uh, the staple of this podcast here is using leftover stuff to make something I nice. Mean, oh, yeah. yeah. We, we got a mini split that's fixing to go in the <laughs> studio sometime that came out of an elevated machine room. Yeah. We got, uh, as I've said before, an entire wall right here behind us that's came out of dumpster. a dumpster two by fours. <laughs> I got a little stash pile right now. I got a roof rack I want to build for the truck. And yeah. a little stash of aluminum just keeps getting tucked off to the side. We got one more <laughs> awning that we're doing that's got 50-50 perf. I'm like, man, I can't wait for the drop to come off of that. And then we're going to make the whole roof rack. We're going to be done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's uh, that, That's like the uh, the equivalent of using that piece of wood you've been saving in the, in the garage this entire time because one day you might need it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like the bucket of bolts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then you find one, but you need three. Uh, yeah, I I hate throwing hardware away. Can't. Yeah, but it. then you go looking through the bucket of bolts, and you can find, you know, the right bolt you need. But the trick is finding the nut to fit that bolt. No, 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 no. What happens is, is you got something and it's a metric thread, and all you have the standard. Yeah. <laughs> what was it you were you were talking about something on that the other day? Oh, your exhaust. You had your yeah, exhaust. Yeah, you had a bolt fall out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, brand new, brand new exhaust. So I got I got the bolt out. With uh, a lot more work than it should have been. But got the new exhaust in, put it on. I'm glad I did all this, like like pulled the old one off ahead of time and broke the boat, bolt and did all that. Because now I got the new exhaust on, took it out the other day after work to go fishing and kind of do a shakedown on it. And Oh, he shook it down all right. <laughs> three, three out of the four bolts came loose. And the fourth bolt fell out. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming back across the lake with Loctite to to the um back to the ramp, and I'm like, "Dang, that thing sounds funky." All of a sudden, it's straight and piped. I, I don't understand. I, yeah, that sounds different. And I look back, and there's a blue flame shooting out of it about that far. <laughs> and I'm going, "Oh my goodness, I've never seen that. What's going on?" And I start looking around, and sure enough, there's a bolt missing, and I can see the blue flame shooting out to the pipe. <laughs> I think she's running a little rich. She's got that, got that fuel air mixture just right. That's yeah. right. Bolt. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get me wrong; it looked cool. Yeah. yeah. That was it. Like you watched Jordan's boat will throw a daggone flame like that. Dude, man, my, it I'm it did before you. Sid retuned it. It doesn't doesn't, doesn't do it now. Flame no more. Now. I, I might need to adjust that carburetor. I ain't sure yet. It may be. Just, you might need to with that new exhaust. Uh, it may be some of that, and it may be uh, just because that bolt fell out. It was letting uh, a little, extra air, in little extra air in the exhaust, lighten that extra fuel out. Which you know, on an air cooled motor, that you can run a little rich and be all right. Yeah. So, but it comes down to, I mean, we, we talk. It, it doesn't matter. Duck season, deer season, gators. Whatever you're gonna hunt, it comes down to scouting. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I've already done a little scouting from gator tags. Well, for other people's tags, not quite mine yet. Did you find that eight footer? <laughs> I think I seen him. That eight nine footer, something like that. Yeah, I think I seen him come across the lake the other night. Yeah, he's out there. I didn't get a good look at him, but I, I, I did. I, I didn't really either. I caught a glimpse of him in that in that canal right there uh, when I pulled up to that boat ramp. When I seen him, he wasn't. In the canal, he was out in the lake around that canal, so it could have mm. been him. Mm. Okay. Are we are we talking about a lake that I just happened to have uh, banded ducks on? Or yes, yeah, okay, yeah, I seen him when I was banding ducks. He was just outside that canal. 
Yeah. Then so I, he hangs around that area. Then. I seen big eyes. I seen. I seen big eyes. Yeah, I seen a nice set of red eyes, and I'm like, yeah, I, I think that was him. He's a, he's he's eight nine footer. I wouldn't call him the one I'd chase for one of my two tags, but if I if I got, I'm going to tell end, you right now, if it comes down to the end and I've still got one tag left, I'm going to snag him. Well, yeah, you need nine to footer is better than tag soup. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, I I drew the fourth hunt. So most places, most of your popular well-populated gators places in the county that I, in Lake County that I drew, they're going to be super pressured by the time I get to the fourth hunt. I tell you what. So I'm going to try going to places that are not hunted that hard. I'm going to try a little bit of that if, red uh, stag. I'm going to try one once I'm done with this beer. Um, Briar, if you t- we're talking about hunt prep. I mean, prep is still thinking about what you're going to do too, right? So yeah, I mean that, that, that's that's might, my strategy for my tag. Not hurt you. Less, less. It's, yeah. it's better Be- chilled, but I love it. I, I'll drink it anyway. Being it's good that, stuff. Uh, smell about. Ooh, that almost smells like that bird dog. Uh, it might not hurt you to try and prep to uh, throw some lung. Maybe. I've thought about it. I mean, if you're if you're late season, you're enticing them with food, so you really don't have to get as close to them. Yeah. What did we hunt last year? Was that was that that was the end of the season too, wasn't it? I had a. I, uh, I, it was either no. third or fourth week. I feel like. I want to say that was the third week. But that would have been because it was I, late I, August. I learned it was my daughter's birthday, so I I've got a I've got a, I've got an end of season backup plan. Yeah. In ace in the hole. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah yeah yeah. See, on I'm, some private property. You might yeah. not kill a dang 12-footer. I mean, do you But you well also might. might kill a 14-footer. Yeah. You never really <laughs> yeah. know. I'm lucky in the fact that I got Jessup. I mean, I'm not yeah. going to eat tags. I'll I'll take something down. It's just yeah, I would yeah, say you'll take something down. Yeah. 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 And you got you got the second hunt, so. Right. There, and there's not I mean, by the time there there've been 20 people maybe that have hunted on Jessup by the time it gets to you. You can still learn from so many people too cuz like yeah. I don't really uh I think Briar's more versed in throwing like a hook. I've never really thrown a hook. I mean I keep one on me just in case I need it. But I've always been kind of a run and gun and harpoon kind of guy. Yeah. But I mean late season you're probably better off to go ahead and start throwing hooks. I mean, well, what I found last year was the the nice thing about that is is you know I keep him up. If he goes down and you go up on him slow, Sometimes they just they just go under, you know. Yeah, they don't go anywhere; they just sink. Yeah, so they so you got a good chance of finding him with that hook. Yeah, and there's a lot of times too that, like when you run and gun them too, I've noticed you get people that like if if I'm running it and that gator goes under, throw it. If we're on top of it when he goes under, throw it because yeah. he's not necessarily going under and swimming away. Yeah, he could just be sinking as you come up on him. There's been times where I've thrown, I've ran over a gator, thrown a harpoon where the gator was, and hit the gator. Yeah. So you're you're in for a, a, a big world of change this year. Yeah. Because I mean, Justin, what is your? Have you ever gator hunted before? Just with, with Briar last year. Okay. So so what is you're thinking? What what is your strategy thinking from what you learned last year going into this year? Well, see, the funny part is, is like. Now being able to do now, 24 the hours. The 24 hour thing changes everything. Because, I yeah. mean, I've seen them plenty of times out there. You taking the cabin cruiser? No. No, we're taking <laughs> Chase's boat. No, I, I got too much draft on mine, man. <laughs> but, Make it look like a deep sea fishing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
going out there looking like freaking Quinn from Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so you know, but what, at, at at three a.m., you can use that deep draft boat out in the middle of Jessa because the Gators are cruising, and yeah. if you've got beef lungs, I mean, if you see a good sized Gator out there cruising, you spot them at a distance. If you take those beef lungs and you throw them as high as you can in the air so that they make a good loud splat when they hit the water, you'll see the gator stop. And if you do that two or three times and you throw it, just throw it as far out away from the boat as you can, the fourth time or fifth time, just turn all the lights off on your boat and go take a nap. But make sure that you're holding on to the end of that string. Yeah, keep it yep. tied up. Yep. It, it might take 45 minutes or an hour, but he'll come. And he'll, once he engages those lungs, you, you've got a and, and you got some stink you know, on keep it. Him, yeah, it keep out. in mind when Jim says that we're using beef lung that we're talking about. That beef lung probably should have been sitting in a bucket in your yard for like a day or two. Oh yeah, yeah. so nice and stinky. Yeah, it but, should it should smell like the garbage you forgot to take out yeah. two weeks. You ago. should if you're yeah. putting it in a cooler with a lid on it and just letting it sit, it should make you want to gag when you open that cooler. Yeah, yep. so. Last year, I had a, a coot left over from ducks, God, the duck season before. Coot was ungodly. And did, you, did you let it just get real stank? Yeah. Wrapped oh, up in God. a damn plastic bag, boy. When we went to it go open that bag. That's yeah, good. That it, red stag's good, I told you. That red stag's good. But it was, it's a new one for the center of the table. It didn't quite It didn't quite float very well. But that, it, It'd get waterlogged and like sink. <laughs> So we had to like tie it up with a pull on a pole, and it it didn't work all that well. Oh, you know what? You, we got you, to watch a real cool launch that night, though. Launch. Yeah, real cool launch. Yeah, there was a, a SpaceX launch while we were out there. Yeah, about what? what was it, about know. one o'clock in the morning. Something Man, like I, I, by the time you got out there with me, I was so tired I couldn't. Because <laughs> I'd hunted, I'd hunted like most of the night before. Right. Like Damn. I got I got back home at sunrise. They're in the plastic bag. Please yeah. bring me an ice oh, ball. No, right? Yes. Uh, it's, but the whole, the whole gator hunting thing now, like, man, being 24 hours now, I've it's got, game changer. dude, I've got so many like back pocket aces yeah. where like you could have run there and with, with the, the time frame beforehand, if you'd have gone to some of the spots I think of now where, where I could, where I would take you on, and this is on like county tags. Yeah. You would have had forty five minutes, and after that, if you hadn't hooked up and and had a gator most way to the boat, you you need to leave because if you hook one in the dark there in one spot specifically, I'm thinking of, boy, you're in a world of hurt. Yeah, because of the, I, there's so many down trees and everything. I think I know else. What you're talking oh, about. get you all yeah, you up, know, yeah. you saw the freaking monster yeah. that day. We were in my boat. at the rope swing. Yeah, we he, were in my boat. He's a toad. They came. The kids came down. Like I don't know that I'd let my kids swim right now. Yeah, because them some. That's a big old boy. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't actually put eyes on the gator, but I heard that split. Like that was something I saw big that made the that. Way. Are we talking that about that? Are we talking about the rope swim that I think we're talking about? Yes, yeah. we are. Okay. Yeah, that's so, a. Uh, that's and that's, we well, me and you went to that same river. We didn't go down that far. Gotcha. But see now, and that's that's one reason why I wanted to build that fuel cell for right. my boat because now instead of running on six gallons, I'm running on fifteen. Yeah. So and well, I I told you I ran from the boat ramp south 
for how many miles do you think that is? That's three or four that's, miles. That's quite a ways. And then I ran back to the ramp, past the ramp, and went uh, another four or five miles to the north. And I did that on on less than a half a tank, you know. So yeah. I mean, I probably could have done that on my six gallon tank, but I'd have been like, I, we need to hunt. We need to find some gas now. Now, now, well, now, the game changer for me is the fact that you're you're going to give me that six gallon tank. Yeah, and I ran <laughs> uh, twenty four miles in my John boat round trip on a three gallon tank and only used half of it. Yeah. So, oh at, my lord, at, at that rate, you got a whole run. month's worth of fuel out of a six. Well, if I put stabilizer in it, if I get uh, twenty four guys, what's that? Uh, Jim, math for me. 24 miles for a gallon and a half is what? That's like 10 miles to the gallon, it's about? Like nine. Like nine nine miles and a half, something like that. Yeah. Hey, oh, man, I don't like it. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you asking? If you are... You got 24 miles on a gallon and a half of gas. And you're trying to figure out how much you get on what the mileage gallons? was. What what the mileage on that? What the mileage on that thing is, right? Now, mind well, you, for three, so it'd be damn near 100 miles on six gallons. Right now, mind you, of that 24 miles, 12 miles of that was up river yeah. against the current. Yeah, I ran 12 miles downriver on the Altamaha. And then swam for an hour, ran twelve miles back, went through a gallon. And I'd half like of to see you run that boat for a hundred miles straight. I bet it'll do it. I bet we could do it on the, on the St. John's. Yeah. It probably yeah. needs it to be honest, as long as it's been sitting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just open her up and let her eat for a yeah. hundred miles. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> and then change oil. <laughs> <laughs> change oil about halfway through. <laughs> But that little, it, it's a little, you know, Yamaha nine nine four stroke. It the old just hammer. sips on the gas. Yeah. But and also, it's only a twelve foot John boat. That's so. the only thing around here that sips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my boat it takes up too much, man. You get you get, <laughs> get twenty four gallons I'm, to the mile and a half for real. <laughs> I got a forty five gallon tank on that thing, and then it's a two stroke two hundred Yamaha. So it's like. It takes me forever. We go out, She's we'll go drinking out running like up and down the intercoastal or go off, go offshore a couple miles. By the time we get back, it's, it's low. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that little, that little, uh, nine, nine, it, the best thing about that little 12 foot John boat is, you know, we talk about, you know, you got to be able to get here or there with the mud boat. You can get everywhere you want to. Well, yeah, you're right. There, there's some stuff you can run through in that mud boat, uh, that I can't do with my 12 foot John boat. Uh, but there's a lot more stuff that I can get through with my 12 foot John boat um, that you can't get through with a mud boat because uh, if I've got another person in there, we can just pick it up and carry it. Yep. <laughs> but uh, hey, yep. I want to get one. Uh, let me put a winch on that sucker and I'll drag it there. Yeah. Yeah. There's some spots I think of in like the Ocala National Forest where we could run and carry it 200 yards, drop into the next lake. So that's probably 10 years. Since I've had red stag, and that's a lot better than I remember. <laughs> you know, there's a WMA that has a river running through it. Yes, that boat ideal to go pop squirrels on. Oh, yeah, I know but exactly. here's the thing: is you uh, you technically have to access that river via another river to be able to use it there. Correct. 
You cannot launch that boat in the boat ramp in that WMA. Yeah. Yep. It's been done. I understand it's been it's done. It's not legal if it has a motor on it. Correct. Or a gas-powered motor. A gas-powered motor. Correct. But if you access it via the much larger river... Which wouldn't it wouldn't even matter. Like by the time we got in there, you'd be in the WMA for an hour and you'd be tagged out. You'd be done. No, you'd I, have your limit of squirrels. What I would do is check yeah, in. You'd be done. I would check in, turn around, run across the bridge, and put in at the park right on the left hand side of the bridge, and then yep. just bloop right in there. Yep. And I'm I'm yep. straight. I don't know half you're done. Not Man. really, because you got to go all the way back to the mouth of that river to to where the the other river dumps in. Hey, speaking of squirrels in preseason, it's not too far though. <clears throat> prep so part of that could be figuring out what you're going to do with the game that you do get right i found a recipe for brunswick stew with squirrel mm. oh bro oh i'll send you mine i oh, made it last one? year i made it oh. last year i'll send you all mine okay i, I went yeah. crazy on it i've still got a gallon zippy of it saved mm. in the freezer of the brunswick stew yep. with squirrel <laughs> yep i was like i need some of this saved up for next year to get yeah. me all amped up yeah you went uh yeah man y'all went crazy on the daggum crawfish the first year we had the boil and then you know we had one yeah yep. he filled it he bro filled. i filled up the what, it, what was that there's a 15 gallon live well in my boat and we filled it up with crawfish we went out and ran the river through ice on them got back in the next day it was like six hours of us sitting there cleaning crawfish I believe it. And then this year, uh, I think we had I, ate, I ate seven crawfish. I don't know. Personally. Did, yeah. I don't know. We had about, we were roughly the same amount of people, right? Now, here's the difference in last year and this year. We had roughly about the same amount of people. We had probably 10, 20 more people this year than we did last year. Okay. Um, but the big difference is this year we attracted a lot of seasoned veterans. That's uh-huh. true. And they destroyed. Yeah, now, people ate. And we were only what? You guys only had what? Like 40, 40 pounds less than year prior? No. Something like that? We were roughly about the same. Oh, really? More. Yeah. I think I, we I had think, like 10. I was going to say, I we had one, the first sack, year we had we one had sack less. One sack less. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but we had bigger bugs this year, too. Oh, for oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Those eggs were like dang lobsters. Oh, that was great. Dude, like, it wasn't, it, it wasn't ridge. Ridge is cooking because I mean he did the same thing this year as he did last year, but I think the crawfish were better this year. I was gonna say I can tell you that like the crawfish themselves were of even quality. Our yeah. seasoned Cajuns. I mean, we had people there that still sounded like they were speaking Creole, <laughs> <laughs> and they were complimenting Ridge on his crawfish. Mm-hmm. It was great, dude. We had people yeah. there that were because t- we had it the Saturday of Mother's Day weekend. We yeah. had people there that came there. For Mother's Day. Yeah. Yep. And I was like, I love it. I love Great. it. Now, I'm going to go ahead and I'll, and I'll go on the record right now on the air. We generally have, last year we did a pig roast this time of year. Um, We're not going to do that this year. We are going to have a free event uh, that is only going to be advertised to the Under Pressure Outdoors Nation. The group on Facebook. Yes. There's a link in the podcast description if you guys don't want to miss out on it and you want to show up. We're still going to have food, um, but we're not roasting a whole pig. We're, we're going to do it as cheap as possible to us, and we're still going to give a few things away and maybe raise some money. Maybe we'll just give it away for free for showing up because yeah. you guys are great. And in all honesty, we would not be able to accomplish the things that we have uh, without 
the group we have behind us. Behind us. Yeah. Folks like Justin over here. Yeah. I do my best. Hey, hey I wouldn't even be a part of the group if it wasn't for Briar, man. Yeah. He, yeah. he messaged me. I mean, I'm telling you, it was probably 30 minutes after I made that post. And Briar got on me, and immediately I was linked up with everybody. And shit, I think it was. Two, you came out Saturday. It was like two weeks later, or a week and a half later, that I came out to the first small game hunt. Well, I, oh, yeah. Briar went, went out and hunted no. with you before we, the hunt. Uh, me and Matt yep. went out and met you like the day before yep. the hunt, the actual like planned out hunt and we hunted squirrels in similar yep, forest. Yeah, we did. And then you, you're like, I don't think I'm going to make it to the small game hunt. And he showed up anyway. Yep. I do. He was I figured out. Yeah. <laughs> Finger it out. <laughs> and did then you, I get home and I have angry kids. Cause they're like, well, I wanted to go with you. Did you come to the uh, Ocala hunt last year? No, I didn't get to do the Ocala. Bro, hunt. That was the so one that I missed. That's going to be a good one this year. So yeah. this year I'm thinking camping. Yeah, I would like to do a, a weekend style oh, that'd be awesome. event, and and because we found some really cool spots to uh, like backcountry camp, yeah, and set up camp. You'd have to park and walk away. So. Oh, that'd be awesome. But it, well, it, we had big plans last year too for the uh, whitetail hunt on Saint Vincent. Saint Vincent, yeah. And then yeah. we all kind of various reasons started piddling out of that one. Jo- Jordan figured it was a better idea to go to a concert than to go hunt deer on an island, so. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I didn't have much of a... The, the tickets were bought for me for my birthday, so... Uh, the one I'm with now, uh, kind of like, she was like, hey, we got a wedding October 20th. Nope. I First thing I did was yeah. pull up my app, and I said... Uh, That's a Saturday per- in October? I, I pulled no. up my permits, and I said, uh, permits... Second weekend at Rock Springs Archery. Yeah, no, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to that one. <laughs> Look, there, you have a wedding. Yeah. There, now, there was, now, here's the thing. Uh, now, I do have a wedding in October I got to go to with my girlfriend. That's on you, bud. But, uh, and it's at like 11 o'clock in the morning. Well, you that that's your problem. I'm like, who does that? Yep, you and chose why? That. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's like, I'm hunting that morning. I'm gator hunting that morning. You chose that. I, I can promise you, I'm gator hunting. And I, sh- that'll I be told the day, her. That'll be the day you hook one at the last minute and have to fight it for three hours. I told her. Then he's not I'm, showing up to the wedding. I told her I'm showing up late and dirty. <laughs> now, now, listen. You know, Go ahead, hold Jim. on, hold on. The old fat married men are all like, listen, dude, you you, you can't buckle now. Like, we're telling this, and the young guy's like, oh, no, no, no. This one's really chill. Like, I'll change her. This has got to stay I, in. No, I, it's staying in there. Now, listen. Listen. And I've, I'll tell you, I, I speak made, from the same place. I speak from the same place Jim year. just said. I, hang on. I'm going to turn you down. Hang on. Yeah. I speak from the same place Jim is talking about. Because when I was dating my wife, now of uh, we've been married 10 years. When we first started dating, I was like, hey, baby, it's hunting season is about to start. All right. And I'm going to be gone a lot. She's like, okay. I was like, and if that's a problem, I said, Brad Paisley's got a song and it goes a little something like, well, I'm going to miss her. her. <laughs> <laughs> Look, like she, she's pretty good. And she knows if it was like absolutely important to her that I go, she wouldn't have asked. That's what they she, all say. Yeah. I was going to tell you right so, now. <clears throat> and I told her like, I'm gator hunting that morning. I don't care. Yeah, like, like it's if I miss it, nah, you know. Yeah, I was gonna say, I'm gonna tell you right now. I don't care how absolutely important it is at this point in my life. Uh, with the people that I meet, 
or uh, the the female acquaintances yeah. that I make. I'm going hunting. Like, look, look and I, talk, I don't care I've, if it's I've, I don't care if it's your mom's wedding. I, I don't care if it's your grandma's wedding. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, it don't matter. Bro. I don't care if you got to. I don't care if you got to go in for. Yeah. <laughs> but no, you know, I don't care a, if you got to go in. Look, yeah, I don't look. care if you got to go in for heart surgery. I'll see you after the hunt. It, it better be life. It better be life limb rice like. Yeah, right? exactly. That's, look, I, I have my but I, my wife will not call me literally unless somebody is going to the hospital because she's afraid she's going to scare off. <laughs> Like, yeah, you know what I do when somebody calls me and I'm hunting. I go, that sucks. I'll get back to him later. <laughs> uh, but it's 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 before we had kids. I mean, we were married for almost five years before we had kids. And I remember one time I, I told her, I said, she said, "What are you doing this weekend?" I said, oh, "I figured I was gonna uh, just stay home and hang out with you because I I literally hunted had had hunted every single weekend of deer season that I wasn't working up until that point." And she said, why? <laughs> I said, all right, well, I guess I'm going to the woods then. <laughs> See ya. Yeah. Well, you know, there's another part of this that we're not really talking about, that when you're talking about quote-unquote training your girlfriend or whatever, the other side of that, though, that allows you to get that kind of privilege to say, no, I'm not going to the wedding, I'm going hunting, is because you never go to her and say, I don't have the money to pay the light bill, or we can't buy groceries, or the mortgage is going to be late. Right. You know, and that's the whole point is you're reliable, unquestionably reliable where you need to be reliable. So that way, when you're like, I'm just not going to the silly wedding, it's not a big deal. And that's the key, man. If you're going to your, your girlfriend or your wife saying, Hey, I can't pay the light bill, plus I'm going hunting. Yeah, you, you need to get kicked to the curb, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, that's why I bought a look, house way under my budget. There, there's also an, another side to this, though. Um, I guess she has family in California and they, when is she? No, November. She's going to November to go see them in, in California. Right. They asked her if I was going and she's already said no. <laughs> so, so, so we're starting. We're starting. She's, she's understanding a little bit. So well, let me tell you this. Um, for the single men out there, uh, if you're searching through Tinder and you think that, oh, I can train that woman. No, you can't. No, no, no. no. Uh, it's not who you train, it's who you pick, so choose yep. wisely. Yeah. I'll tell you, too, uh, maybe it's just my standpoint, but uh, I've never been the kind of guy that's like, oh, my God, we can hunt together. No. Like, I love you to death, but I'm going to go hunt with my boys, and we might once or twice this season. Go hunt together. No, no, don't get me wrong. Look, if you can find a girl who's into hunting, I'm all about taking you to the woods. But you sit in your own tree stand. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> so my wife, You're doing my wife your own drew scouting. more tags than I did last year. Yeah. <laughs> she drew more tags than I did last year. Well, that's crazy. when you hunt on her tags. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> look, look, guest tags. Sorry, it's, yeah, man, it's always good. Drop one. I was gonna say it's always good to have a guest permit. All right. <laughs> that if you if you're married to that woman, that's a guaranteed guest permit. That's okay? right. And if if she is uh. If if she's not taking you as your guest, like I I don't know, call you'd find another one. Yeah, she's, she's learned. <laughs> Make she's sure learned it's over the dirty. last year and a half. She's learned that she's not about the whole going out and like when we're running and pushing doves through the field or attempting to push the doves through a field and all. <laughs> <laughs> 
and uh, doing Attempting all the hike to out. shoot doves that right. we have pushed through a field. Right. Well, one dove. <laughs> one. Still flying to this day. But uh, she's realized she's more of the, I'll go out where there's an already set up spot. I'll go sit in a blind, pass out for a little bit, hang out, shoot what she shoots. That She's not about the rest of it. Yeah. I just want to throw out there, if you're married to a woman and she ain't inviting you, uh, like if I don't get an invite, I ain't dragging. Nope. Oh, no. Don't, don't, if, if I wasn't there for the hunt, don't call me for the drag. <laughs> like, yeah. Especially if we're married. Yeah. But, yo, yo. Yeah. That's, 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 that's tough. Yep. So I got a funny story. Uh, my, my, cause my birthday is November 26th. So 1981, my mom goes into labor on November 24th. She's going to the hospital. Everybody's at hunting camp. My entire family's at hunting camp. They're like, well, let us know when she's almost about to pop. I'm going to leave hunting camp and go to the hospital. <laughs> so they think she's about ready. Everybody leaves. They all come in. Everybody's full freaking camo waiting for me to come out so they can leave and get right back to hunting camp. 28 and a half hours later, here I come. On Thanksgiving morning, everybody's pissed. Yeah. So <laughs> the whole family's pissed. The whole family, the whole family yeah. was pissed. <laughs> Literally, probably up until about, I would say, 10 years ago is when it stopped. But. About 10 years ago, in the middle of the night, my grandfather would call me and do a turkey call and hang up the phone at like <laughs> one o'clock in the morning every single time on my birthday. He's like, I'm telling like, you right Grandpa, now. I, I know it's you. Out. He's like, I didn't call you last night. I don't know what you're talking about. He said, I hit star six, seven. It's okay. <laughs> it's like, they have call waiting now. I know you've never had a computer, but they have this now. <laughs> oh, man. You know, we, we covered some decent... Hunting season is coming, man. It was it's, it, it's right July. around the corner. Yeah, it starts hey. literally end of this month, beginning of next month in uh, South Florida. South Florida, three weeks, right? And if you have the first hunt for gator season, you start hunting in three weeks. Oh, Deer dude, in want, South Florida are already hard horned. But you, you want to talk about this? Hey, I was seeing that. You you got even if you aren't in Florida, you've got a velvet hunt coming in Tennessee in a couple weeks. Deer season opens entirely in Kentucky September 1st. Like, there are plenty of places in the quote-unquote south that are about to open for big game. Yeah. If they haven't. It, like, Florida is, is literally about to open in the south, south Florida. And then, like I said, Tennessee's got a, I think it's a weekend, th three or four days, that they're open in August for a velvet hunt. And then... uh Kentucky opens the first of September, so you can still kill a velvet buck in Kentucky. Um, but the season is upon us. It is, and I'm looking forward to some more in. I'm a little mm -hmm. bit scared thinking mm -hmm. about the. Uh, I'm just in for a whirlwind of a, a different hunting season. Yeah. I mean, I, I I wouldn't say I'm scared. I'm nervous, uh, but I'm also excited to see how it's going to turn out. So I'm excited. I hunted almost strictly public land for five years. Yeah, this is my first year hunting almost strictly public land. It's fun. It's a different challenge. Uh, yeah, and I'm that's why I said like Tennessee, dude. That was the first like you know I've gone and hunted Ocala and 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 stuff like that, but it's that was my first full on more than one day or like every other weekend kind of public hunt. That was my first full bore public hunt and I enjoyed the shit out of it. 
and I'm excited as shit to come back for a full season of Almost All Public Land. I think that you learn more about hunting and about deer. Yeah. Um, hunting white-tailed deer on public land than you do hunting white-tailed deer on private property. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know what, man? It's, it's still, like this weekend, I'm going to Zell, going to go get some scallops, try to get some redfish. Taking your so, I mean, Yeah. I might be. We'll see if there's enough. If they don't have enough room on another boat, and I'm taking mine. Shoot, yeah. So, I mean, there, there's still time to do other Scal- things. I've heard scallops are pretty slow right now. Are they? Yeah. That's all right. Family's in town. You guys ready for a tip of the week? No, not at all. I am. You never are. Every week I hear it. He's what, like, damn me? it, I forget. The, the, yeah, look, hey, this he was ready I'll, last I'll, week. There's been a couple weeks that I've been on recently that I've been ready. I say Justin has never the been roast? in the studio. I had I have not. Look, for a fact. This is the first time. Never been ready. I had no. I had two. <laughs> I had two ready to go for the roast. Uh, um, with what was his name? I can't remember his name. But the the, the coon hunter, Charles. Charles. Chuck. Chuck. That one was cool. I was uh, I was ready for that one. Oh man, that's another hunt we did. We didn't talk about. But oh, coon hunt. Yeah, definitely looking forward to going hunting. Yeah, that'll be not. That'll be a year. great time. Yeah. But, I gotta put it in. Hmm? I think that's definitely go on our lease. I just gotta sort it out. Okay. Yeah. That, if, if if he if if that's good with you guys, then I'll I'll get a hold of Chuck. Uh, I got his phone number, and maybe we run some coons in the summer on your lease, and run some coons on Benning in the fall. Yeah, that'd be cool. But uh-huh. all right, who wants to go first? Jordan, you said I'll you're ready. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say that prep starts now. Yeah. Right, prep should have, prep should have started a month ago. I've already started, man. That's yeah. why I got I got the fuel tank ready to go, got the new exhaust semi ready to go. I I guess I'm kind of lucky in the fact that last year was my first year, like really getting out and hunting public land in the state of Florida. Yeah. So I kind of went up and geared up everything last year. So I've just got little piddly stuff. Yeah. yeah. Which is good because I don't I'm, have to go up to the wife anymore and like, oh, so I did a thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want I mean, to prep my vehicle like radio, you did. But. I want oh, to yeah. my vehicle like Absolutely. you for sure. So I'm going to say um, when you're looking at that public land and you're wanting to cut the weight, and but you still want to stay comfortable, and they are a sponsor of the podcast, but that has more seat. And the back rest to that thing. And all, the, I mean, he offers a, a wide array of things for your climber. Because, I mean, saddle hunting is the new fad. But if you got a climber and you don't want to spend the additional $400 plus to jump into saddle hunting, you can spend uh, the seat was what, 30 bucks? But you get a 15% off discount code from us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you get on there and get that seat and put it on your climber. Dude, that thing is, I hunt out of a Summit 180, and that seat is 10 times more comfortable than the seat that came with that Summit. That's mm-hmm. like the only thing that's actually on my list right now is to do that whole tree stand trick out kit. That's yeah, on, yeah. that's I, one of I will, things. I'll, I'll attest to it again. I took like a four to five hour nap. And mine. <laughs> I didn't I didn't wake up with a single limb asleep. I just woke up very well rested and uh it was dark. I mean I'm a I'm a big dude, right? And that seat sitting in the, the, 
the, in, in like the regular summit seat, they look super comfortable because the pads are super thick. Yeah. But if you've sat in one for any extended period of time, you understand that the, the, the straps yeah. underneath there cut into every little bit. You can yeah. anywhere they can. You with that has more seat, you eliminate the pad, but you also eliminate all the straps. It cradle, it literally just cradles you in it. It's like sitting in a hammock. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, so is that your tip of the week, dude? Get a Hasmore seat. There you go. Before deer season. Yeah, get it. Get a Hasmore seat and and then get the padded back to go with it because that sucker yeah. provides yep. all the lumbar support you'll need and it's super comfortable. Yeah. Who wants to go next? I've got one. Jim, I've you got ready? One. I wish I could tell you that this was my, I coined this myself. I read it somewhere, but it made a bunch of sense. And that was let your imagination guide your preparation. And and what that means is, you know, we sit there and we start dreaming about the, the great shot on the big buck, you know, in the perfect scenario. But then what actually happens is we go out and scout an area, you know, two days before season opens and you're sitting there and just basically hoping to hit the lottery man if you're if you want to make especially during archery season man if you're trying to figure out how to get that perfect shot you got to find the deer you got to tend to find what their patterns are what what direction are they traveling right so that you can get set up so that hopefully when the deer passes through you're going to get that you know broadside double lung pop at 15 yards that takes a lot of prep man i mean it can it it happens by accident but if you want it to happen on the weekend that you have to go hunt public land, somebody else already said prep should have started a month ago. And they're right. Then you got to get out there and, and, and figure out even maybe where they're going to scoot to when other hunters come in. And you got to start thinking about where are the deer going to go when all of a sudden their normally quiet WMA is full of 100 dudes. You know, start early. Think about where they're going to go. Use your imagination. And uh, and set up early. Absolutely. Trust your instinct. Yeah, yeah. That 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 alone for me has led me to. I don't. I I, I wouldn't say it's led me to harvesting more deer, but it's led me to seeing more deer than I would have. Yeah. Just Fair. trusting your gut. You, yeah. you yeah. walk into an area and you go, man, this this area looks really deery. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. they should be here. If you spent any time in the woods, then you're you're probably right. Yeah. And when all else fails, except for that one bottom one, at least we had. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna tell you even uh, <laughs> when all else fails, trust your gut. Having 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 never hunted a uh, a a Tennessee terrain like we went there, and when I saw that spot where I put AJ, my gut told me that I should hunt there because just everything that I knew about deer told me that they should move through there. But I went further down and set up my climbers. When AJ was looking for a spot, I was like, you know what? Sit here. You know who saw the only deer that night or shot at a deer? AJ. AJ. If I'd have followed my gut, I'd have sat where I put AJ, and I probably would have killed that deer. Yeah. All right. We got... So, uh, I guess I'm, I'm ready. Briar and Justin. What I mean, you got Briar? It's kind of like, like Jim's, but mine's going to be scouting is key. So... You know, I mean, sometimes it's hard to get in an area like, you know, if you draw a permit or whatever. Like, Ocala's open. You can go and scout Ocala. You know, ducks, you can go get out on the water and fish and find ducks. I mean, I've more than once I've found 
at a spot to duck hunt because I was fishing. Um, so, I mean, you can get out, scout. I mean, even if you're somewhere and you're hunting, you know, migrating ducks, go out, find the food. Go out, go to that spot, see if the food's there, see what's there. You know, so you can scout and prepare now. And it doesn't matter if you're hunting deer, gators, ducks, squirrels. You know, go out, scout, look around, find the sign. And more than likely when you scout, you tend to find where the animals are. So, you you talk about Ocala being open. You can get into just about any WMA you want to hunt. You can go scout Rock Springs all you want. You just have to walk it or on a bike. Uh, pro tip though, if you do have Seminole Forest, um, you can get a pass to be able to drive past the gate to go fish. So there's that. Edit that out. <laughs> Wait, edit what out? The fact that you can get oh. past the gate at Seminole Forest with a free pass to fish. Oh no, you can't do that. <laughs> That's the only reason I know where I'm setting up this year for archery. Is from doing small game hunts. Yeah. Because I've gone through and I'm like, man, this looks like a really good area. And then you walk to the certain spot and you just see a highway. You're like, ooh. What do you got, Justin? All right. So people are going to listen to this at all different times. So it may not be for this season or whatever season. But uh, honestly, get on. If you're listening to the podcast, you probably already know about the group. Get on the group. Reach out. Talk to people. I've met a great group of dudes. Learned a lot. I'm telling you what. Sitting at a Hooters eating wings after a small game while it's raining. Sitting there with Cameron and Jim. I tell you what. I learned more in that hour and a half sitting there than I knew about Florida in 10 years. So get up with the UPO guys and a uh, great group of friends. and We don't buy that often. You know, if, it's a little too if, if we personally don't. <laughs> don't know something we can probably get you in contact with somebody that will for sure you know or we might be able to find the answer for you that's but that group's a good like i mean i've i've made posts on there last season when i didn't have no help gator hunting and got you know i don't know how many people on the upo nation yeah 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 Yeah. to go out and help me dude we went out for that uh charles bronson small game hunt ended up going and eating and all of us got in trouble with our wives because we sat there for about five and a half hours past when we were supposed to. It's like, I'll be home by one. It's like 530. We've gone through 14 buckets. We're like, we're ready to go. <laughs> and then you went back to the woods? No. No, I went home. They went back to the well, woods. No, some, of us <laughs> some, some of us got a naughty, a formal, you've been naughty from a larger authority than our wives. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, I remember those pictures. So I'll tell you this. Uh it's something we, I didn't talk about. Well, we're going to give it away. We've got like a $300 GPS. Yeah. Yeah. We, like, how long have we had that that we were going to give it away and never it's over it a year. Yeah. But wait, so the, the time has come. come. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the do- I, I, oh, no. We gave the dog vest to Cameron, didn't we? Yep. Cameron yeah. Cameron Gordon did. got yep. the dog vest. Never mind. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm definitely going to, uh, the, the, the GPS is going to, uh, it's going to go out in UPO Nation. Yeah. So there, there's going to be some some sweet stuff that comes out strictly in the Under Pressure Outdoors Nation. 
so if you're listening to this and you're not part of Under Pressure Outdoors Nation, you should be clicking on that link that says join UPO Nation uh, in the podcast description. And uh, we're going to be giving stuff away. We're going to have some events strictly for the nation group uh, because we wouldn't be where we are without you guys. Yeah. I mean, when, when it comes to like getting stuff done, like these wood duck boxes, yeah, uh, the nation kicks in and we make shit make happen. Stuff happen. Yeah. So it's great. Briar's girlfriend's yeah. family's not allowed to enter in that one. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they want everything at the crawfish well. No, no, no. Jim's wife won the other bucket. That's right. Yeah. She did. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God, that wasn't rigged. No, it wasn't. It, it like, just that was, that was literally coincidence. And I was like, oh, great. This looks wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who won the bang stick? Uh, We're my girlfriend's brother. <laughs> Go ahead, Jim. I said, We're going to donate that gear to a cause, whether it's a duck. Oh, yeah. 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 All that gear is leveraged out. I mean, all that money when, <clears throat> that went, to be clear, we should tell people that we won that drawing, but all that money went to charity. Yeah, it went to well, 10 can. Yeah, went to 10 can. We're not keeping any of it. We're just going to pour it right back in so it raises more it's money. It's like a thousand bucks, wasn't it? Yeah. thousand dollars straight yeah. to 10 can. Yeah, I did, man. If if we had the amount of money that we raised the first year, no, I mean, if, if if period, if we had as unfresher doors had the money that we raised for multiple nonprofits, we'd have a lot nicer studio than we have right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, real. what are we? If we could throw twenty grand, and you know, well, we're uh, all a little shinier we, than we started. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I might have me well, at we, least at least two thousand. At least if we didn't spend money. We spend raising money for charity. We'd have a lot nicer studio. Yeah, yeah, man. But you just can't beat that. No, it's fun. You know, I mean, I I tin love, can uh, operation outdoors freedom. You know, good uh, people. We we, yeah. we we raise money for BHA operation yeah. outdoor freedom tin can. I you name it. And and but all in all. It's been fun. Yeah. Oh, I've had a, I've had a great time doing it. Yeah. I enjoy doing it. But, uh, well, you know what? Hey, if you're not part of UPO Nation, you should be now because we're going to host, host an event that if you're not part of it, you won't know about. And we're going to give stuff away that you can't win if you're not there. Yeah. So join the group and uh, you'll get some sweet stuff. Events and eh. things like that. Uh, but until that, until next week. We'll see you guys. Adios. See you. Have a good one.